Hello and welcome to the Consistency Project with E.C. Sinkowski. My name is Patrick Cummings and every episode I have the privilege of having a discussion with E.C. on subject matters that range from nutrition to fitness to the choices we can all make to live a healthier, more functional life. By exploring both the principles at play and the actions worth carrying out as a result, it's our goal to get you thinking, get you moving, and get you taking more consistent steps toward optimizing your well-being. Thank you so very much for tuning in. I am alone. Uh, <laughs> I'm alone uh, right now, just for this quick introduction, because this episode uh, this week is actually a rebroadcast. This is an episode that EC and I put out early on in the show, somewhere in 2020. I think it was like episode 14. And we recently put out an episode that we called on having your cake and eating it too, which was all about understanding and embracing trade-offs as it relates to our nutrition, our fitness, our health. And we got a really good response to it. So we wanted to share this one this week because there are some nice similarities between that episode or that conversation and this one. And because we know that a lot of new folks have found the show since those early days, we wanted to make sure that you had a chance to hear this one as well. Please enjoy. EC and I will be back next week for another episode of The Consistency Project. Let's get into this conversation about being hungry. Where should we begin? We've talked about it before. I imagine, and you've kind of confirmed it, that a lot of folks who reach out to you on some level are looking for a little bit of weight loss or a lot of weight loss. And again, I imagine that this is part of the conversation that needs to happen. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, weight loss is, I don't know, at least 90%, if not more, the goal that people have when they when they talk to me or have questions. And and this runs the gamut from I have a substantial amount of weight to lose to I'll talk to CrossFitters who are already very fit in every sense of the imagination, but they don't have their <laughs> visible abs yet. They want to quote lean out. So right, it's always coming back to this weight loss, lean out, tone up type of thing. And th- that process is hard, you know, and, and I want people to get there. I want people to reach their goals. But that's sort of overlooked because this, the difficulty of it, because there's so much gimmicky marketing out there and all these mm. various nutrition products, you know, take these low carb cookies or drink this pre, pre-workout energy drink. And we need to be process uh, honest about the process that change requires hard work. And I, I mm. kind of want to take a couple examples there, you know, take that pre-workout energy shake, you know, that's super easy to do to drink something 30 minutes before workout. Regardless of whether the ingredients actually have any proven effect for performance, the bigger lever that's going to drive your performance that day is not the pre-workout shake. It's how hard you work in Mm -hmm. the workout, right? And that's harder Mm -hmm. to do. It's more of a sacrifice. We could look at supplementation, you know, take a supplement for inflammation. Maybe there's a small short-term effect somewhere, but what has more of an effect? Losing weight and keeping it off in the long term. Way harder to do, more of a sacrifice. And so the bigger the change that you want relative to where you are, the more difficult it's going to be. There's more of a sacrifice. I like the phrase analogy here, like you got to pay to play. You got to have some skin in the game. And in weight loss, some of that skin in the game, some of that difficulty, some of that sacrifice is that you are, in fact, going to be hungry during the process. Mm. You know, I think what is hard about that is like, unlike other things where you do more to get things done, like in work or in school, maybe you study more hours, right? Or in performance, you work out more, you have to lift more weight. That's not really true in dieting, right? Part of the hard part is dealing with the hunger for weeks and months to see the effect. And so- mm-hmm. 
I get it. it. It's probably not the best sales strategy. It's probably not the best sales strategy for me in nutrition, but it's the truth. If you, if you want these big changes, you're going to need a lot of hard work to do it. And you should expect to do something very different than what you're currently doing if you truly want to see a big change. Like supplements aren't a big change from what you're currently doing. You shouldn't expect a big result from them. Expect mm. the level of results from the effort that you put in. And I think really this is kind of what you were getting to in the beginning is that this is mirrored in every process around us in life, right? Like you have to work hard to get big results and you 100% can do it, but we need to expect and embrace that adversity of the process. Yeah. 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 It's interesting that I'm running through my mind to see if there's kind of a comparison out there, not nutrition related, but it's interesting, you know, you talk about school, right? Mm -hmm. or, or really anything like building a business, right? The, totally. the, the belief is like, okay, well, we just got to work harder, right? We got to put in more hours. We've got to, you know, we've got to grind harder. Mm -hmm. And in this, it's like the more is actually doing less. You've got to mm -hmm. stop doing things. <laughs> You've got to decide to not to do nothing. And, you know, again, it's interesting. I, I can't think of too many other scenarios where that's actually the case, where improvement is non-action. Yeah, I mean, I would say in some cases, there's going to be more in the sense of if somebody is very lean and they want to get, you know, now visible abs, they might do more in the sense of they have to track their food now to a very precise degree. So the mm -hmm. work might be there in other ways, but some of the work isn't going to be done just by physical exertion. Some of the work is sitting there <laughs> and not yeah, eating. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, totally. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So I think maybe the first place to dive in or the first question I've got is why? Yeah. <laughs> like why isn't, you know, the low carb cookies versus just, you know, maybe being hungry for an hour before dinner? Why is that the case? Yeah. I mean, I think we talked about this a little bit and especially in relation to COVID and our health, but the body is remarkably resilient against change from a performance and a weight loss perspective. The body wants to stay as it is. The body wants to preserve homeostasis because all of these processes that run life require very specific temperatures and acidity of the cellular fluid and pressure. So even though the environment changes around us, we've got lots of ways that internally we adjust so that those environmental external changes don't make dramatic changes on the inside. Now, this is actually great because we would have already died already if we were so sensitive to those like fluctuations in external temperature, like I said, or pressure, you know, we would have already kind of combusted. Um, I yeah. gave you another example recently in a post. Like, think about how much you eat on Thanksgiving Day, <laughs> that extreme versus mm -hmm. like, oh, we can go for 24 hours without food and we're still alive. So the body is remarkably resilient. That also means, though, it's going to be hard to make change. You yeah. need enough pressure at a high enough dose to drive this permanent change. Mm -hmm. And I think the way to think about this high enough pressure is the pressure is the degree of change. And the dose is how long you have that change going on for, like how long, what's the cumulative effect of that? And so in weight loss, you can think about it as like, there might be a pressure of a 500 calorie a day deficit on your diet. And the dose, that would be, if you did it for seven days, 3,500 calorie deficit, and you might lose a pound, right? So for most things, we can't apply enough pressure on any single day. We can't like eat negative 7,000 calories in one day to drive weight loss in one day. So we yep. have to look at like, what's a daily dose that I can handle and, and get the results that I want. And so this is where we have some choice. You know, we could stick with a weight loss example, or we could go elsewhere. And I really like these investment analogies, especially when we're looking at like weight loss and, and long-term stuff. So if we're looking at kind of this investment analogy, you know, we could take something, let's say it's like too low of a pressure. And so we don't accumulate enough dose. 
this could be something like saving a penny a day for retirement. You know, yes, you're doing something, but like you accumulate what, 365 a year. And if you're saving for 30 years, we, we probably have still less than a few thousand dollars at the end, even with compounding mm-hmm. interest, right? Mm-hmm. So too low a pressure, we don't accumulate enough dose. If we did more more pressure, like $10 a day for 30 days, I think that takes us up closer to like half a million dollars if we're looking at something with some return on investment. But then we have to ask the question, is that enough? Like, I don't know. What are your living expenses? What type of retirement lifestyle do you want? How many years do you plan to live in retirement, right? And so it's this game of determining those factors and what, of course, is a realistic pressure. I mean, saving $100 a day is, a, is more of a foolproof retirement strategy, but that pressure is way too great for most people. Any of us mere mortals, right? So they need that money to right. live. It's this balanced kind of pressure and dose that accumulate over time in a meaningful way for change. Yeah. Yeah, I love the idea of, you know, pressure and dose and finding the right balance between those two and, and, you know, looking at them both as levers, right, to figure mm-hmm. out, okay, if I move this one up a little bit and that one down a little bit, where do I go? And it, it reminds me of, and, I, and you tell me, it seems similar to something we've talked about before, which is this minimum viable dose. Mm-hmm. Is that roughly the same concept that we've talked about before? Yeah, I think that's a great comparison. And I hadn't thought of it before. But yeah, I mean, your minimum minimum viable dose, minimum effective dose. It's yeah. it's what pressure are you putting on yourself to get the outcome that you want? And ideally, you do the least amount of pressure for that outcome. Yeah, I mm-hmm. like that comparison a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's annoying, but true, that achieving anything, weight loss, mm-hmm. retirement goals, whatever, implicit in that is a certain amount of challenge and difficulty, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the pay to play that you had mentioned before. Like that's yep. the, you've got to just accept that and then go forward, right? Totally. I mean, I think, I think with all of our goals, you know, and heck, I, I say it to myself running a business, you know, like yeah. change is not easy and you have to kind of remind yourself of that. You know, if change were so easy and all of these great endpoints were so, you know, within our reach, then everyone would be at their ideal weight and optimal health. They'd be the best athlete. They'd have the, you know, bajillion dollar business or whatever it is. And and we have to remember that because in marketing, we're given the end results <laughs> yeah. or what's yep. supposed to be the end result. I mean, if they got, if they got it that way, but we don't necessarily necessarily see all the sacrifices in the day-to-day work to get there. And so you don't want to be fooled into thinking that you you want something that's easy because if it's too easy, I don't think there's going to be enough pressure to get the results you want going back to that kind of like supplement or pre-workout, you know, mm. shake analogy. And I do think it's important to kind of draw this distinction between easy and simple because I do hope that I bring some simplicity to nutrition, but I I don't think that necessarily my, that simplicity means that it's going to be easy. You know, easy for me is something that that person can accomplish right now without a second thought, like the supplement, mm-hmm. right? I can take this now. <laughs> I can drink this or whatever. I can have the low carb cookie. That's something easy to do. That's not going to drive a lot of change. Now, simple is easy to understand, you know, from a mental comprehension level, but it may or may not be easy to do. And I think the 800 gram challenge is a great example of this. It's very simple in concept, but it's not necessarily easy. It's certainly easy for some who have already kind of aligned their diet that way, but it's not for others. And I would argue that the harder it is for somebody to do the 800 gram challenge, the more benefit they're going to see from it. Mm. And, And so when we see all these marketing claims and these different products, 
I would challenge the person to think about it in the sense of how easy is that going to be for me to accomplish? And in fact, to shy away from the ones that seem almost too easy or you know are too easy because the benefit will be in the ones that have the challenge. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough sometimes. <laughs> that's tough to even just ask yourself the question of, is this pre-workout you know, supplement or shake or whatever? Am I fooling myself here? Mm-hmm. Am I fooling myself that this is actually the solution to the problem that I've, that I've identified? Even, even just asking that question, I think, can sometimes be hard because then you've got to be honest with yourself if the answer is like, yeah, I don't, this can't possibly be a low-carb cookie, can't possibly actually solve my problem. I love it. I, I, I love it. And to be honest, I think there is some of that in the nutrition space of like, well, this is better than nothing. It's almost like a yeah. mediocre like mental insurance that you're doing something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. But- yeah. yeah, it's like you're putting in some investment somewhere, but you're not really doing much, right? Yeah, it's one of, like I always think about a lot of people, you can interchange the words, but a lot of people confuse motion with progress, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it feels a little bit like that, where it's like, well, I'm making a decision, but that's, you're not actually making any improvements whatsoever. You're just, you're just moving. Totally. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So given all that, where do we begin to maybe counteract that, to fight against maybe our natural urges to pick the easy option when that's not the optimal one? Yeah, I mean, I think it's getting clear about not necessarily the end point that you want. I mean, that obviously you have to know, but but getting more clear about the process that is required to get there. And, and that's really, in terms of nutrition, what a lot of what we do in my masterclass is I actually have very little interest in telling you what to do, but I want you to be mm. very clear on what you'd have to do for the outcome that you want. You know, if you've picked this visible abs goal as the degree to which you want to be lean, all right, let's be really clear about what you're going to have to do there to do to get there. And then you decide, am I, am I interested now? <laughs> do I want to yeah. pay to play that game? Is that something I'm willing to do? And, and again, I think, you know, we have to look at, I like using some other examples besides just kind of the leaning out thing. I think people are always like, oh, you know, is, wouldn't it be nice to just be a full-time athlete like those games athletes? And, <laughs> and they forget about all the, no, sacri- <laughs> it wouldn't be. I think they forget about all the sacrifice, what it really means to do that. I mean, I know, knew, no, a uh, perennial former games athlete who had difficulty tying their shoes in the morning because they were so yeah. sore and they couldn't get up from the dinner table to get their second. So we have to make sure that like when we have these goals that we're very crystal clear on the process to get there. And so again, coming back to this leaning out process in the visible abs, this is a lot of the masterclass. When we get to the level of precision that people need to have these super lean body compositions, they're like, oh, wow, that's a high degree of precision. And I will be hungry at times. And am mm. I willing to do that? Mm-hmm. I love this idea of pressure and dose. Where do you begin? Maybe either in this conversation around diet, visible abs, hunger, all that stuff, or even maybe more generally, like how does a person start to figure out like, okay, what am I actually able to, you know, again, back to the levers, like what lever can I pull on or push on to give me the right pressure? And, and same with the dose, like where do you begin to identify where those levers even are. Like, does that make sense? No, I I think it does. I'm going to answer it is the way I interpret it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll see how it goes. (laughs) We'll see if it answers your question. But yeah, I mean, I think this is where, and I kind of talk about this a lot with getting people started. You know, it's this idea, like with nutrition to make some changes. I often start with the question of what do you have for breakfast? And maybe we can Mm. sub out the pastry for a banana at Starbucks or just add a banana to the order, regardless of what it is. And let me tell you right now, that's not going to be enough pressure, but there's going to be some time that we have to put aside the physiolo- 
physiological changes to get the mental side on board, (laughs) to build the motivation, to get the psychological buy-in and the desire to do it. And so there might be a part there of figuring out, you know, where the person's buy-in is right now and Mm -hmm. kind of knowing that that might not be where we have to stay. And in fact, it probably won't be. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> and knowing mm-hmm. that some things that you do early on in the process aren't actually going to drive many changes. And that's okay. That's part of the process. But ultimately, we have to work up to the high enough pressure and dose. And we can only do that by first figuring out what, the, what their tolerance is now. Right. I imagine optimizing for whatever is sustainable and consistent, whether that's a retirement strategy or a weight loss strategy. I imagine that, it, like, like you just kind of implied that, especially at the start, you want to figure out that right balance of pressure and dose that allows you to do it long enough, do it until you can ramp either one of those things up, right? Yeah. Going back to your analogy, in the beginning, I just need motion. I don't need progress, Mm. you know, and and then we can start to direct that motion somewhere. But in the beginning, the motion is is more important because once we have no motion, we have nothing. There's no chance of progress, right? Right. Right. That's such a good point. But but it's yeah, it's always that is kind of figuring out the tolerance level. And, And of course, with more you know, motion, for lack of a better word now in this analogy, you know, we are going to start to get progress. I just need there to be some motion. All right. Starting to wrap this conversation up about the need for, let's just call it sacrifice, the need for some amount of discomfort on on the way towards our goals, what, whatever they, those goals may be. Anything else worth mentioning? Anything else worth talking about that I haven't asked you? Yeah. I mean, I think I would just add on like, I don't want this conversation to be like the Debbie Downer, like everything's impossible, <laughs> right? Like, no, you you <laughs> definitely can do it. You definitely can get the visible abs, but you just have to know going in that there will be difficulty and sacrifice and embrace it. And, and again, you know, this is where the great leaders and athletes emerge, right? I mean, what's mm. Matt Fraser's hashtag? Hard work pays off, right? Yeah. And, and until you kind of do that, you're kind of going to be spinning your wheels. You're going to be doing these things that are, this is the really common one, maybe you have a right now pressure, but you don't have a a long enough dose of it. And that would be like the diets you stick to for a week. Or again, the supplement example is just, there's not enough pressure. So you're really just kind of spinning your wheels until you find that, that right balance. And, and a lot of that is going to be embracing that the difficulty is part of the process. Yeah. How do you identify or how would you help somebody identify if they're in the position, like maybe they've kind of figured something out, but it is in fact, just spinning their wheels. Is there any Mm. easy way to say, okay, like, I appreciate that you're doing something but that's not enough. Is there any way for an individual to kind of know that that's the case? Or is it sometimes you just got to go through that time and time again before you recognize, okay, I've clearly got to do something different here. I've got to do something more. Yeah. I mean, I think results are always going to be their guide, right? You know, if Mm. they're four weeks in on whatever their changes and they've done it consistently, of course, and they don't (laughs) see any changes in the body composition, health performance, whatever they're chasing, hey, it's probably not enough pressure. I mean, maybe what you've done is you've done a good psychological habit progression and now you know that you can stick to something and maybe that's the win. But in terms of right enough pressure for the physiological change, it it just will show up in the result, right? Yep. All right, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you to everybody who tunes in. Thank you to everybody who sends us a rating or uploads a rating. Do you upload a rating? I don't know if you upload a rating. I don't know either. (laughs) Whatever the verb is for leaving a rating, thank you for it. We do read all of them and appreciate them. We'll be back very soon with another episode of The Consistency Project. Team. Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. 
If you want even more bonus nutrition content, join my email list at optimizemenutrition.com slash email. A link is also in the show notes. I try to send out content weekly-ish. Again, that's optimizemenutrition.com slash email. This is also the best way to get a question in the queue for Quick Bites episodes. You can click reply to any email I send out. And also, we really appreciate those five-star ratings and reviews. This does help get the podcast in front of new people, which then allows me to continue to bring more content to you all. So thanks so much for taking the time to do that.